Thank, thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Guardian Games details that Bungie dropped. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. And if you're wanting to listen to these as podcasts, you can search for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. Guys on YouTube, hitting the like button, share button, and subscribe button is so helpful. I think YouTube changed something recently, so there's been a lot more folks seeing my YouTube videos. Thank you for that, and thank you for supporting the channel uh, if you can't catch the live stream. So Bungie dropped on April 16th, the day I closed on a house, so I I was kind of late to to this. So if you're listening or watching in the other places, we did get to finally close on a house. It's the first time we're buying a house, so we're first-time homebuyers. Um, and they dropped this. So I was like, I'm like at the lawyer's office, like reading the details because I was done signing and waiting. And uh, I was like, oh, wow. They, you know, they kind of dropped the details early. So I'm going to walk through the details with you. I'm going to kind of read through everything, but then I'm going to ask a couple of questions. There are people that are like, what? More bounties? Blah, I don't want more bounties. And then there's people looking at, obviously, the exotic that's attached to this, as well as the Eververse items. So, as far as what is actually, you know, stated, it is very sort of generic at this time. I will say, right off the cuff, I think everything aesthetically looks really, really awesome. The armor, the stuff on the tower, the all of the items you can get, because there's ghosts and other things. I think it all looks really, really dope. This is some of the coolest looking stuff I think that they've done, like thematically around an event. I like this stuff a lot more than stuff of previous uh, previous eras and previous you know free events. The inaugural uh, inaugural inaugural I hate that word. The inaugural Guardian Games is upon us. There are only three weeks to prove that your class reigns supreme. And with a permanent reminder to which class wins being added to the tower for the rest of the year, the stakes have never been higher. The scoreboard is up and the clock is running. You know who deserves to take home the gold. Now show everyone else. Now, the way they're going to say who is the winner, there's actually a really cool statue that's going to be in the tower, and the statue won't change in what it is. But there's a snake, a lion, and a bird. And depending on who wins, that portion of the tower will be gold. It's actually really, really cool. I think it's neat that they're doing something like that that'll actually be a fixture in the tower. Like when we were doing Empyrean Restoration, you know, you could see the thing growing. Uh, Then they said, meet with Ava and Zavala to test your skills in a series of daily class challenges. Every point you earn matters if you want to bury the other classes on the tower scoreboard rise to the top and flaunt your score to add an extra stinger to your trash talking zinger keep it classy guardians and then they show the air apparent which is the slug thrower exotic the cabal slug thrower is going to be a part of this it's it's apparently once it winds all the way up puts a shield in front of you sounds kind of cool kind of like the thing in doom and then they show the sparrow the sparrow looks awesome there's going to be two new ships and sparrows that are parked in the warehouse ready to make your rivals eat dust they have plenty to do and can't wait her favorite guardian just looked ahead so this is from tess so there will be some eververse items and then there's also like a little box with some pennants and some other things you can order physical items through the bungee rewards that you'll be able to order now people were concerned when they saw this they thought oh my gosh like aren't hunters gonna win there's way more hunters in the game Maurice, the German community manager, spoke up and said, In the Guardian games, the number of hunters is statistically taken into account when determining the results. All three classes start equally. So this is going to likely be a percentage and not just a like, oh, a quantitative total. And then hunters would run away with it. So hunters may be at a disadvantage if it's a statistical thing like, well, the percentage of people contributing 
out of the hunters will matter and that might actually make it harder for hunters I don't know how they're going to do that but that's essentially uh, what he said kind of you know people were kind of worried about that like man hunters are just going to absolutely run away with this so to me I think it sounds really good for a free event. I think the, again, the aesthetics of it looks really nice, really strong for something that's just free, something extra to do right now, and some cool new stuff to kind of, you know, spice up your your loadout and what you look like. I am curious about, will the armor be ornaments, though? I don't know if people are going to want to get this far into a season and have a lot of their builds and things sort of ready for next season, you know, ready to go into the summer season. Are we going to have to basically swap out our armor or will these be ornaments I'm really hoping that they're going to be ornamental to simplify things so you can adjust how you look without having to completely upset your loadout now the the thing that everybody is sort of running to immediately is they see the daily challenges and they're like oh great it's going to be more bounties first of all we don't know if that's the case I I will will admit it's probably likely going to have some bounties but they also are bringing back the verdant forest so maybe the daily challenges will include a bounty, but it's like, go do the Verdant Forest. So I'm hoping it's something more like that, more driving you to go do an activity as opposed to get 25 sword kills or whatever, because that just ends up sending people to lost sectors as opposed to, hey, go run strikes. Hey, go play Crucible. Hey, go go play in the Verdant Forest. Because my question to people is, I'm not really sure what you expect them to do at this point for a free event. They're not going to drop a bunch of new activities that you're supposed to go run. They're going to drop something that's been repurposed before, the Verdant Forest, and they're going to have challenges or bounties or things for you to do daily and weekly to engage with, you know, getting points. I, It's a free event, and I don't necessarily expect much more than that. And I know it's Part of the problem, honestly, is we're so sick of bounties in the way that they're structured. Anything that smells like that, people are almost like instantly being critical of it. I really hope Bungie can figure out bounties going forward. I have a whole video on how bounties should be shared amongst your fire team. They should be a lot more simplistic. They should be more activity-centric. So you just go play activities and do things in the game and get the extra XP, get the extra drops. They become sort of a side a side piece grind and not like this main focal point of your attention so that when something like this comes around people are not just so burnt out on bounties that they immediately recoil from the idea also anytime they do a free event like this I actually like when they are really smart about repurposing or reusing certain assets going into the verdant forest going into the haunted forest using the EAZ I'm sure that'll come up at some point in the future in another activity and I know people give me a lot of a hard time about that I've, you know, I've seen comments like this guy won't even use the word reskin he always says repurposed well I understand that people don't like reskins, but at the same time, when they're going to do a free event, it makes more sense to me for them to do this. I would rather Bungie put all their new, here's something new, here's new items, here's new activities, here's new things. That needs to be attached to the things that we pay for. For things that are free, yeah, they probably should be doing repurposing and reskinning because it's free. You know, if if I'm going to pay for something... I would like that to be new, like the sundial and all the weapons that were in the sundial. I think that is the right approach here. And whenever, you know, whenever they just do like a free event like this, like the Dawning or Festival of the Lost, or in this case, Guardian Games, 
I'm I'm totally fine with them just repurposing existing assets and being smart about rotating it, especially something like the Verdant Force that we haven't done in a while. It'll feel fresh and new for a while. And even if they brought in a brand new activity, it after one week, you would be basically very familiar with it. It would become repetitious. So again, I just think it seems to be the right allocation of resources to do this. Lastly, let's talk about the exotic and the Eververse. I will admit I am pretty disappointing. I am pretty disappointed at the way that the slug thrower has been brought into the game instead of it being its own thing. I really thought it was a great opportunity for a secret bunker dungeon. They have bunkers. We're going underground, you know, a secret one, an actual sort of dungeon. The way that we got the outbreak, the way that we got the whisper, that was really something that I was hoping was going to happen. So I am, I am disappointed. I am disappointed in the way that this has been brought into the game. We deduced what it was. We looked at pictures. We made comparisons. We knew that this slug thrower was coming, and I think it's kind of it's a it's a bit of a bummer to have it sh- you know show up in this way. Did I say I'm disappointing? Well, there you go. Clip that and shift that. I am disappointing. Um, you were right, Mom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Eververse seems light as well. I think, what, two ships, two sparrows, and then there's the ghosts. I don't know if the ghosts are earnable or not, they, but they look really awesome in the pictures. I, I think that's the right way to do it. You know, a couple of Eververse items. It is a free event, so you expect a little bit of a microtransaction sort of thrown in there alongside of it. It did seem that the central focus was the armor. The armor, I think, looks pretty, pretty dope. And then you're contributing to a permanent fixture in the tower as opposed to something that just is like, oh, it's here and gone. I think people liked during the Empyrean Restoration seeing the changes day to day, you know, the thing changing in the menu, the thing changing in the tower. I really like the idea of like, oh, this thing's going to stick out for the, you know, stand out for the remainder of the year. It's going to stick around and be in the tower. I think that's a really good idea and they could do more stuff like this. Uh, This would be a cool thing too experiment with as far as faction rallies bringing back factions doing something more permanent in the tower in relation to the factions would be a really really good uh decision so overall i think this is a good way to sort of end a season i don't want it hopefully it's not just a bunch of go get war mine bits and shove war mine bits in the tower and then when you're shoving war mine bits in the tower you're getting a bunch of guns and weapons i thought the empyrean restoration was a little too much of a good thing so we just all hung out in the tower for a couple of weeks so i would say going forward this is a, this is the right structure it's fun it's lighthearted. you know it's attached to an activity the empyrean restoration really wasn't attached to an activity would be a better thing to do going forward they do have the eaz as well they haven't really used that so i'm looking forward to it obviously after the first week couple of days of it i'll give you my first impressions we'll talk about it we're going to transition now to q a if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about Guardian Games. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now if you go to saynotorage.com. That will bring you to my Twitch channel. I'm almost always live when these hit the feeds. If you want to listen to these as just podcasts, you can look for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. Thank you for all the support on YouTube recently. They have seemed to change some things, so my videos are doing better on YouTube. Those of you that listen, and watch and subscribe and hit the bell button those are all great ways to support me there thank you for doing that burger town time how do you think guardian games will go over with the community in my opinion i love the armor and congrats on the house thank you uh how will go over the community i think it'll go over pretty much the same way as all events i think people will complain about 
you know, oh, the Verdant Forest and oh, bounties. But it's a free event that I think has some of the coolest looking aesthetic thematically, you know, thematically aesthetic items that we've ever had. I really, really do. Especially if you come all the way down and you look at what they did with the class items and uh, the sparrow obviously is is dope that's but that's that's not in that's that's not earnable that's going to be eververse but the ghosts are earnable and i mean just the class items i just i don't know i think they did a really really good job with this so i'm always pleased when they do something like this and it feels you know exciting and fresh and just kind of something to do and people are going to complain and be like i'm sick of bounties and they just reskin the verdant forest and blah 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 and i'm just always going to shrug at the negative nancies and be like it's literally it's literally a free event i mean i i, I don't know i I think it's fine to reuse the Verdant Forest, and I think it's fun. And if you're like, I don't want to do any more bounties, I don't know what people really expect them to do with a free event to drive you to do things. Now, I do hope the bounties are more activity-focused, like go into the Verdant Forest, go here and go here, go there, instead of get X number of kills with X item, because that just drives people to Lost Sectors anyway. Surf. Do you think there will be unique weapon to chase in Guardian games like the Horrors Lease, Cold Front, Avalanche? Well, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think they would have announced it. The Slug Thrower is sort of the grind, the the Air Apparent, is that what it's called? Yeah, the Air Apparent is the grind. I mean, that's that's likely going to be something that you get uh, at the end of the of the event i don't think it's going to be something that you're going to be able to get early it'll be something you got to kind of like check in each week to work on the quest that's going to be the main the main weapon or item with it it would be cool if there was some like legendary item to go for because i do think random rolls you know helps uh, helps an event like this even though the last couple that they've done the potential rolls on them weren't even that exciting it's still something else you know, to potentially chase and get good rolls on. So we'll just have to wait and see what they decide to do. I would imagine, though, if there was a legendary weapon, they would have put that front and center, and they're not doing that. Yixels says, Are you worried that the Guardian games might turn out to be yet another bounty grind? I'm not sure if the community can take much more. I'm not worried about this at all, and I I mean, I anticipate, as I said a little bit ago, people are going to complain about it, and I don't really care. They can't... Most people, when you ask them about this, they can't dream up, like, a better suggestion. Like, I'm not really sure what else you would want Bungie to do to drive us to do activities or things in the game. Uh, We complained before bounties were here that everything was milestone-centric, that we didn't like that. We didn't like having to go and play Gambit and having to go and play Crucible. Bungie loosens up the reins... And a lot of your progress in the game now is driven just the way that you want to play. You don't have to grab bounties and live in a lost sector. You choose to do that on your own. You can grab bounties and just run strikes. You can grab bounties and just go play Gambit or Crucible. I do that fairly regularly. I grab every bounty I can, and then I go run a bunch of strikes and nightfalls. And when I did that the other day, I I had more than a page of bounties. And I ran three strikes and a couple of nightfalls, and most of the bounties just got done. I, I, I went through and was clicking through and just getting rid of all of them, and then I had maybe half of a page of bounties left over that I had to kind of go and do by myself. Again, no one is making you do that. They're not forcing you to play in that way. Those are optional ways to increase your efficiency on bounties. I think... I think to a certain extent, people have overstated the negatives on bounties because they play... No offense, they play in a stupid way, right? 
if you're playing the game in a stupid way, it's your own fault that you're getting burnt out by bounties. Nobody is making you live in lost sectors. Nobody. You can run strikes. You can now. I know in Crucible it's a little bit more difficult. I do think that they need to th- consider that. Like, not a lot of people want to go into Crucible and completely change their loadout just to get a couple of bounties done. But most of the bounties in the PVE side of things are very easily done just by kind of playing and swapping a few weapons here and there every once in a while. It's not that difficult to shift around from a machine gun to a sword or a sidearm to an SMG. It's not it's not that disruptive. So and I know someone, you know, Snozberries is saying the bulk of the seasonal content's been reliant on bounties. Right. Come up with something better then is my pushback. What's your better solution? If it's all activity-centric, you'd get burned out. I'm sick of running Sundial. I am sick of doing Legendary Lost Sectors in the public events. You'd complain about that if that's what they did. If they leaned more heavily on the activities, you'd complain about that. I'm sick of running... I'm sick of doing this one thing, this one activity, over and over and over again. We complained in year two... We're in year three right now. We complained in year two that it was two activities focused. We had to run milestones and we didn't want to do that. What if I don't want to run Gambit? What if I don't want to run Crucible? No one, I don't think, in any of these discussions has come up with a good suggestion for how they should make it different. Now, should the execution of the bounties be more streamlined? Yes, 100%. It should say you or your fire team. And you can't AFK that. You got to be in proximity of your fire team. You or your fire team would help significantly. They should lower the specificity of them. Like, get precision kills with a hand cannon on hive. Like, no, 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 no. They should be more simplified. They should be synchronized with the game. So when I'm grabbing bounties from Zavala and the burn for that week is void, all of his bounties should have void on them, not Ark and Solar. You know, if they made bounties more synchronized with the game and less like painful and like motivating you to go play by yourself and they were more about like you or your fire team that would be the solution. Everyone being like, oh, but the, the, the content just leans on bounties too much. It's like, not really. I mean, the bunkers did, but nothing nothing else in the game is really leaning on bounties. You, you, you don't have to do them. Now, again, if you want to do them efficiently, yes, you grab as many as you can and you go into a lost sector. No one's making you do that. Anytime I've run strikes, nightfalls, or even when I run crucible and trials on the weekend, I'm completing bounties like every other game. I'm not even looking at them. I'm not paying any attention to them. They're just getting done. You can grab bounties and just sort of passively get them done with with, with a decent amount of regularity. Again, do bounties need improvements? Yes, they do. Does the community overstate the negatives attached to bounties? I do. I think they do. Yes, they're overstating it. It's not as bad as everybody's making it out to be. It's just the flavor of the week complaint because that's mainly what the game has been adding is bounties, you know, bounties every season because they add the activity they add some other things, so they add the bunker, legendary lost sectors, and the public event. And the previous month, I'm sorry, the previous season, they had the obelisks, and then they had the sundial, and then they had the bounties attached to all of that. So, when you say synchronized bounties, are you referring to how trials bounties give you progress for anything your team does? Well, that, that, I'm saying two things here. So, you or your fire team is a standard that just needs to be in place for all bounties, okay? The second thing I'm saying when I say synchronize the bounties, what I mean is bounties I'm grabbing from, from Savala 
should be synchronized with the strikes that week. So if the strike burn is void, he shouldn't be telling me to get 150 art kills on the weekly. That's stupid. If it's a void week, make your dumb bounties void. You go to the gunsmith, and the gunsmith's like, get X number of kills on Mars, and the flashpoint is Nessus. That's stupid. Like, synchronize the bounties. If the bounties were synchronized more with the activities so that you could just kind of grab them and go and play, and as long as you were playing with teammates who were also paying attention to them and using fusion rifles or swords or void or whatever, they wouldn't be this big looming thing that drives people to a lost sector. So, I, again, I'm just curious what people think Bungie could do every you know every season and for free events what do you think they could do as far as like an activity tracker like getting you to go do something getting you to get points getting you to get credit what do you think they could do there's only so many things they can do in the game there's bounties there's activities there's milestones that's about it i i don't really know what people expect them to do within the confines of the game right now that isn't going to be something that yes you probably have done a thousand times over. But that's what they do with rifts in Diablo. That's what they do with almost every game that they add on to is they give you more of what you've been doing in different locations with with slightly different enemies and slightly different loot. I mean, that's just kind of how these games go. Hey, you're going to a pizza shop and you're complaining that they're bringing out more pizza. It's like that's you're playing a game that's just going to continue to deliver this type of content. Could the content be tweaked? and refined 100% yes and I believe that it should be I think that would subside some of the complaints about bounties I don't think bounties in and of themselves are the problem rain 173 although they're not the exact same obviously how can Bungie push guardian games but also say there's no benefit to bring back faction rallies could the stuff coming with guardian games have been made a more frequent faction competition instead oh yeah I would love that. I would love every season to kick off with, don't forget guys, as soon as we're one week into the season, we kick off faction allegiance. Go pick the faction you want to make your allegiance to and there'll be weekly challenges and weekly bounties and things for you to complete to you know, increase your rep with that, that faction. And by the end of the season, then you have somebody who, you know, who, who wins, and then you have some fixture in the tower that commemorates that, you know, new monarchy won or whatever. You're on PC, so picking up bounties is not an issue with you. Console takes forever. Well, listen, I get it. I, I understand that load times really, really suck on console, and I try to suggest some things to smooth that out for you. I think repeatable bounties should have the option to complete or complete and refresh, so as when you complete a repeatable, it should just give you another one. I don't think there's a significant problem with making you go to the tower once a day. You boot up, it's you're just you're getting ready to start your play session and you take one trip around the tower. That's not that big of a deal. I think the frustration is when you have to continue boomeranging to the tower. That's something that starts to kind of frustrate folks who play on console. And I have attempted, you know, to put out ideas that I think would alleviate some of that, but you also you also have to accept the game for what it is like they're not going to be able to remove the social aspect of going to the tower on a regular basis whether it's during guardian games or empyrean restoration or any of it it's it's the central hub of activity for those types of things i wouldn't see i I can't see them completely eliminating that 
that feel anytime soon. I know it's a bummer, but we all play Destiny 1 with long load times. I think you just watch people play on PC and jealousy starts to creep in a little bit, which is understandable, dude. Console's rough with load times, especially when you're just trying to like change your gear or something in the middle of a strike or a match. Next question. Lightly. With all the talk about bandwidth problems, lack of loot for Grandmaster Nightfalls, flawless armor, should these events that seem to introduce a lot of Eververse items and armor be really continued by Bungie? Well, your question has almost like a passive accusation that I believe is unfounded. Most of this stuff is not Eververse. The gun, the armor, and all the bonds are not Eververse. There's two ships and two sparrows that will be in the Eververse. There's a team that makes those items, and I have a really, really hard time comparing adept loot for trials or really good loot for grandmasters, you know, nightfalls, comparing that to somebody designing a couple of sparrows and ships. Like, the team designing those sparrows and ships are not, they're not, that bandwidth is not allocated to them and then no one else. It's almost like, oh, well, we can't afford to make anything for for nightfalls and trials. We got these people working on ships and, and this. And we got people working on ships and, uh, and sparrows. The armor is Eververse, but the armor is earnable. There's no way you're going to have to buy the armor. That wouldn't make any sense. You have to buy the armor? There is literally no way that you have to buy the armor. That wouldn't make an ounce of sense. It seems that they're down here. Event, activities, rewards, exotic gear, Eververse. Under the heading of Eververse, it says, you watch Tess crane her neck over the counter to catch a glimpse of the podium in the center of the tower. The shelves behind her are lined with new emotes and universal ornament sets to help you. Oh, it does say universal ornament sets. My version on mobile didn't say that. It said two new ships and sparrows. Maybe I I also missed this section, the above section. So we're going to have to buy the universal ornament sets? Are you sure? Wait, 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 wait. Are we sure that these aren't the ornamental sets here? Because didn't we find those in the game right right now by accident? Like those they were the um there were the pictures people were sending with like the little pink things. They will probably give you the class item for free. Those are the faction ones. Oh yeah, because that's that's New Monarchy and that's Crucible. It seemed like that th- those things were dropping in the game by accident and people were seeing them early. I mean, I don't know what to say. I guess I guess we could say that that you know you guys made pretty armor for this event, and you could have made you could have made armor for trials, but they made armor for trials. So that kind of your point is moot. Then they made you armor for trials, and it's awesome looking. It's not like they didn't give you armor for trials. They didn't give you adept weapons, but is that comparable to armor for this? I don't know. Even though I was misinformed, I thought the armor was just part of the grind. Even though I was misinformed, that still doesn't make your point valid. They gave you armor for trials. I, they gave they gave you armor for trials. You get awesome looking armor for trials that actually has really good stats. It's D1 armor and no flawless ornaments, which Child of the Nine had. Again, false and untrue, Light Leap. There, yes, there are ornaments for flawless. 
you get the different colors if you go flawless you don't get that if you don't go flawless it's not an ornament per piece but you get the different you get the different glows that's ornamental that would be like that would be like the the armor that you got in Leviathan when you went to the extra difficulty and you got the different glows it's the same idea that's an emblem it's an emblem that applies an ornamental effect to your armor what do you mean you get the glow regardless no you don't you have to go flawless to get the glow you don't get the glow if you don't go flawless that's their version of the ornament the glow is not permanent my stuff glows all the time what are you talking about you have to go flawless once if you you guys are trying to make an argument that's bad and you know it's bad listen i will i will link arm and arm with you every single day and say they should have done adept weapons for trials i'll sign up to be on that team every day of the week but to get angry that they didn't do armor ornaments for trials is inaccurate they gave you armor that has an ornamental effect that only happens if you go flawless you have to go flawless once every two weeks to keep it glowing right and that's not that far away from it you'd have to go flawless a handful of times to unlock an ornament that you could just put on the put on the gear again you got an armor set for trials you got an armor set with an ornamental effect glow that only applies for folks going flawless i don't think you can compare that to these armor sets and get upset these armor sets are attached to a free event and that's what they've done up to now They've done that up to now. If they do a free event, they attach the the armor and it's and it costs you money. They did that for the other one. I forget the other one they most recently did. I I don't really understand how anybody could look at this. Now again, I'll sign up every day of the week and be on your team when we get upset about the lack of adept weapons, but are, are there a bunch of weapons for this event? No, there's literally an exotic that you just earn. There's this. That's it. Really, it's not an ornament. The symbols that are already on the armor glow you're splitting hairs a bit pot meat kettle you're splitting hairs we're both splitting hairs so pot meat kettle like we're both splitting hairs on whether or not a glow is an ornament like does it change the physicality of it you're wrong about the glow being an ornament you're wrong about the glow being an ornament welcome to us welcome to the standoff neither of us can be right here it's totally subjective it your your gear looks different if you go flawless like sure it's not an ornament it's not spinning around and moving it's not doing something but how is a glow not an ornament we've done this before they did the glows for the um what was that event where you could get it was at the end of the summer and you could get the glows and you had to get the thing and then leviathan prestige had the glows and they called them ornaments now is that good enough right is it good enough i would say the armor should look better if you go flawless i'm not going to disagree with that it'd have been nicer for him to change more than just the glow it would have been cooler right it'd have been cooler i think we should have put more they should have put more eggs in the basket of adept weaponry i think the weapons would have driven people more than ornaments because i think that's been the primary complaint from people is that i i i don't really care about the armor i want dope weapons and you guys didn't do adept weapons revelry dawn with the tincture buff was an ornament 
I thought, yeah, you had to like buy the glow from. I bought the different color glows from from Tess with Bright Dust. I remember doing that. It's stupid to equip an emblem to change colors. I think in general, people are counting the glow as an armor ornament because at first you could only get the armor from a flawless run. Well, yeah, and then it'll slowly trickle out. Um, I disagree. The armor glow feels akin to the head auras, not ornaments. Listen, this is all this is all a frivolous argument, and I'll explain it very simply. This is one armor set. It's an ornament. No, it's an armor set. If, it, if it's applied as an ornament, that's to your benefit, because if you get it, then you can use it all the time and not disrupt your loadout. It's an armor set, okay? So talk about splitting hairs. You're calling this an ornament and then getting upset that there aren't ornaments for going flawless. This is not an ornament. This is an armor set that's applied ornamentally so you don't have to disrupt your loadout. That's actually a good thing. We want these these Guardian Games armor sets to be ornaments. So you're not getting Guardian Games armor sets and then also getting ornaments on top of them. You're getting literally armor sets in Guardian Games that are applied ornamentally so you don't have to disrupt your loadout. You can look this way without having to disrupt your loadout. Again, it, stuff is going to launch with stuff. Like, what did you want them to do? Well, guys, we had this Guardian Games things planned, but people would have complained because we have a lack of bandwidth right now, and we didn't do better loot for trial for fly- Trials Flawless, and because we didn't do better loot for Trials Flawless, we're going to have to gut the armor and not do anything for Guardian Games. I guess what I mean is instead of Flawless Armor set for Flawless, which would have been better than nothing. Currently in No Depth Weapons, we get another Eververse armor set. It's just clear where the focus is at this point. No, it's not. That's not true at all. It's not clear where the focus is. I I am getting lovingly exhausted with this stupid debate. It's just stupid. There was a team in charge of trials. There is a team in charge of free events. There is a team in charge of Eververse cosmetic items. I am so sick of having this stupid debate. It's dumb. It's such a dumb and tiring debate. They're not they are not being like, "Oh man, we could have made trials so much better, but the Eververse team made cool things for Guardian games." Like it's it's all broken up into teams. There, it's not like they're like, well, we could have made trials way better. We we could have made trials way way better, but we gotta squeeze and just focus on the Eververse disproportionately. That's not happening. It's a free event with armor and and some sparrows and some ships. It, this isn't why trials wasn't that good. Keep in mind, it's not even 100% certain that the armor isn't earnable. Right, we don't even know. This could be like Festival, uh, this could be like the Dawning. But whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing for, um, Ava Levante could be giving you a, a higher injection of Bright Dust so you can buy these armor sets and, and quote-unquote earn them as opposed to having to buy them with silver. Like, your statement that this proves what they're truly focusing on is just so overstated. 
this is not all they're focusing on this is what this is what kills me about these discussions and these debates Bungie literally can't fart without people calling it a crime it's like oh man people are bored there's nothing to do here we'll give you something to do yeah but I mean this is clearly related to trials and why we didn't get better stuff in trials how dare you do this it's like Wait, but people want stuff to do. I don't understand. Don't you guys want stuff to do? Yeah, we want stuff to do. But we don't want stuff to do that's going to be perceived as somehow this behind-the-scenes degradation of the trials loot that we got. It's like you're creating your own conspiracy theory that, like, back behind the scenes, they were like, no, no, no. Cut that stuff from trials. Don't do good stuff for trials. We want to make Guardian Games into a, a, a secret cash cow where we make a ton of money off of people. I just, I'm so sick of having this debate, man. They don't have teams working on sparrows and ghosts or even the armor set for Guardian Games that could have then been working on something for trials. They're not like taking Steve and Jan out of this department and be like, no, we don't want trials to be good. Go over here and make a stuff for Guardian games so we can boost the Eververse. They're they're <laughs> they have different teams of people. We have this debate every time they put anything in the Eververse. They put anything in the Eververse, and people are like, yeah, you see, it's clearly the focus. It's clearly all they care about. What? What do you mean? They brought back some of the most gorgeous armor sets to trials from destiny one that were largely on all my timelines celebrated that those armor sets were coming back right that was celebrated and they made them glow different colors if you go flawless then they brought back a bunch of guns from d1 because i I guess in their mind that was the best way to launch trials of osiris is make it nostalgic its springboard would be nostalgic so they bring back all those guns they also glow red if you go flawless they do all of that and yes I agree they stopped short they could have gone one step further made the weapons adept I don't understand why you would even bring back celerity it's sort of like adding insult to injury you make it clear to people that like oh we we brought back celerity we tested celerity and they could have just made it intrinsic and made adept weapons and they didn't do it and that is frustrating None of that has anything to do with Guardian Games and armor sets being in the Eververse. They're un- it's just they're unrelated. Are we going to have to have this debate every single time Bungie does a free event and puts stuff in the Eververse? Every time this happens, you're going to be like, yeah, see, look, clearly this is all they care about. Yeah, they did literally nothing for Trials. They did literally nothing for Trials, except they did, except we all celebrated when we first saw it. And I understand being frustrated about at the lack of adept weapons, but like everybody celebrated the fact that like they brought back those armor sets. I didn't see anybody upset about that. Fans of Trials were like, "Oh, these are some of the best armor sets ever. These are awesome. These are great." And to the people in chat that are telling me I'm beating a dead horse and to move on, shut the frick up. Next page. I will talk about what I want. Next page. For as long as I want. Back to page one. Shut the frick up. Stop telling me how to run my Q&A. I think they're going to keep this trend going. Right? Every single time they're going to do a free event, whether it's Festival of the Lost, The Dawning, or Guardian Games, they're going to put stuff into the Eververse. 
They're going to put stuff into the Eververse every time. That's just going to be a part of it. That so when this happens, this is not this is not going to be proof positive that they pulled away from something that you enjoyed or wanted to be better. Like every season this happens, is this what we're going to do? Well, then here's our scapegoat. Yeah, we didn't get good weapons in Garden of Salvation, and clearly it's because of this free event that has Eververse items. Clearly. Clearly this is the problem. Oh, man, can you believe it? Yeah. They had to reuse weapons during during uh, during Season of Dawn. I, yeah, I can't believe this. Yeah, yeah, and clearly this free event with Eververse items, that's the blame. That's our scapegoat right there wind up the clock again here we go again trials of osiris has parts of it that are disappointing what are we gonna do oh let's blame the free event eververse items you know what i'm saying i like, i don't understand why anybody would think that this isn't gonna just continue to be a normative thing free events will have eververse items that's just kind of that's just kind of the way that they're going to be doing it. The argument I think is about bandwidth. Community gets upset because of that. If they have the bandwidth to be doing something for the Eververse, can't the same team come up with new Iron Banner ornament set instead of a rehash 2.0? Iron Banner is a tough one for me because Iron Banner is free, okay? And Iron Banner is played by a smaller portion of the community. So it's kind of like they can't charge money they can't charge money for Iron Banner or anything. They can't charge money for Trials anything because if they put anytime they put a paywall in front of PvP, you're going to fragment the player base. So they can't do that. What Flame said, I'm tired of all the stuff that is actually a deep part of the game has a loot problem and we inquire, we get an answer about lack of bandwidth. And then they come up with these events where we rerun bounties and there's lots of new stuff in the Eververse. Trials was really not that hard to make the right in terms of loot incentive, yet clearly these Guardian games was made and programmed instead of simply giving us the revelry again. But it's six of one, half a dozen of the other light leap. If they would have just given us the revelry again, people would have said the same thing they said about Crimson Doubles. <laughs> What's the point in even doing this? It's, there's nothing new. There's nothing new. Everybody criticized that. Like, they can't... That's why I said they can't win. If they would have just done the revelry again, people would be like, this is all the same stuff. Why even freaking bother? That's what people said about Crimson Days. They're like, this is all the same stuff. Why even bother? You couldn't give us anything new? And then they give you... Do you see what happens? And that's why I get so wound up. It's like, if they give you something new, you use that as an indictment of other content. You're like, see? You spent time on this, and you could have spent more time on this. Gee, frick. If they don't give you something new, come on, Bungie! You can't even give us new things for Crimson Days? They can't win. They literally cannot win. If they give you something new, it's an indictment of bandwidth allocation. If they don't give you anything new, it's a, what the frick is the point of this? It's the same thing from last year. It, it's literally a lose-lose. Everyone will complain no matter what. And the reason that I get more frustrated by this discussion than others is because the people making the arguments, you know deep down it's a flawed argument. You know that the team working on vanity items is not taking away from the bandwidth of the trials team. You know that. The guys working on these cool flashy ornamental things, they are not taking away 
from Bandwidth to Trials. They aren't. It's their separate teams. They're, they're separate teams. Now, does the Crucible team still seem to not have its head screwed on all the way? Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Low card farming was so easy to deduce as a problem. You brought back celerity, but you didn't make it intrinsic to adept weaponry. What? Why? What the frick? Why wouldn't you do that? Like the the crucible team's got to screw its head on tight. Something's wrong. They're not. They're not. They're not getting it. Okay. They messed this up. I will never disagree with that. Trials was fumbled pretty poorly. The maps are great. I actually think the maps play incredibly well. If you take off hard light. Anomaly would have played better, but the maps have played really well. I thought Rusted Lands played incredibly well. I thought they did a great job bringing back a lot of these weapons, and they really have landed. The 3v3 just feels really crispy and really good. But they just they just fumbled this ball. So, you're going to the Crucible team, and you see them fumble a ball, and then this team over here, probably the live team combined with the Eververse team, they push out Guardian Games, and you're like somehow wanting to use that as as that's an indictment of what happened with trials and they're completely unrelated i disagree trials maps are really bad that's subjective and i think provably false just by watching people play they flow just fine anomaly was frustrating because of hard light but did you watch the g1 tournament have you watching the high level guys play trials the maps are flowing very well because they're d1 maps they were built for the 3v3 environment the d2 maps weren't so these maps are running way better Rusted was one of the most hated maps. That's false. You're just claiming that. That's not true. I watched so many people play, and they're like, oh, this map's feeling so good this week. The maps, the map, Widow's Court and Cauldron were terrible. Okay, Cauldron is more about the doors. I actually don't think Cauldron's as bad as people made it. Widow's Court was terrible because everybody sat on their freaking hands. It's the player's fault. Widow's Court was fine. Widow's Court wasn't bad. People sat on their hands and played like pansies. No, oh, yeah, it's the map's fault. No, you're all playing like cowards and three-peaking. If you'd actually gotten fights, Widow's Court's a great map. You're crazy. You want to blame the map on the people playing like a bunch of cowards with no skill? That's why everybody hated Widow's Court, because nobody would move. Run to a corner, emote. Run to a corner, emote. This map's terrible. Gee, I wonder why. You're playing like a mor- a brain-dead moron. Of course it's playing bad. Who wants to run to a corner and not do anything? The king of inaction is here to stand on a corner and emote. Man, these maps are so trash. Pfft. Right. As the player base clutches their emotes with white knuckles. Yeah, you guys complain about everything. Uh-huh, sure, yep. And then you're going to turn around and try to say that the maps are bad while you play like a bunch of freaking ninnies. Get out of here. The maps are fine. They've been playing well. You're watching the wrong people. Like, yes, people complained about Cauldron. Doors are irritating. Why? Because of passivity. Because of passivity. Everybody just sits on their hands. If you're going to play like a freaking ninny and then complain about the maps, that is so cognitively dissonant. It kills me. Widow's Court was great. It was great. Now, obviously... We watched some of the best players do really cool things, but they kind of had to. They had to. Because it was like you had to float in the sky and like open up all these angles and try and like open up the map because everybody's just sitting on corners emoting. Mono's fired up. 
Well, everybody wants to state their opinion as fact. Oh, the maps are bad. <laughs> the maps are bad. Trials is bad. Like, every time, every time the, the community gets angry, okay, this is true. This is true outside of gaming. Everybody wants an easy we gotta blame a person we gotta blame one thing okay the 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 problems every top streamer hated the like three last three to four maps that's not true and that is just common trials vernacular they did the same thing in d1 to the point that grenader jake made a meme t-shirt that said i hate this map like everybody hates every map (laughs) like I told you that was going to happen. Trials is going to come back, and people are going to be like, yeah, all the old maps are back. They're going to get halfway through the weekend. They're going to get salty after a couple games and be like, yeah, this freaking map sucks. I hate this map. <laughs> like, come on. The same thing happened in D1. It's always the map's fault. Right. Because everyone sits on their hands in emotes. It's the map's fault. Right. Oh, Cauldron's terrible. Yeah, because people bum rush a room and sit on doors and won't move their feet because they're scared to lose. It's the map's fault. Get out of here. To, 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 to move past this question, okay? To move past this question, whenever they do free events, the Eververse will be involved. The teams that are making these items are not taking away from the teams that made trials. If you want to have a good conversation, a fruitful conversation, a conversation that could lead to change, you're not going to get anywhere if you throw dirt in Bungie's eye every time the Eververse gets an item. Yeah, see? Yeah, trials. No. Let's talk about what's actually wrong with trials. Let's talk about what actually will make trials better going forward with respect to token distribution, adept weapons, make flawless way more worth it, get more people in the player pool, removing the win requirement. Like, let's have an actual conversation about how to make trials better instead of being like, well, here we go again. Bungie did a free event with Eververse items can't believe it. Yeah, this is exactly why Trials is so jacked up. That is actually the map's fault. No, you can play Cauldron aggressive. G1 tournament, there were a couple of times they chose to play on Cauldron, and that map did not play like a fritting, like like a freaking hand sitting snooze fest. Okay, it's down to the players. It's down to the players. I've seen plenty of teams play Cauldron and it's spicy and saucy and fun. People that rush the center room and sit on their dadgum hands, yeah, uh-huh. It's the map's fault because people play like morons. Cowardly, no-skill morons. Yeah, it's the map's fault. It's the stricken map, dude. No! Get out of here. If people actually played like they were in a battle instead of in a freaking, like, shopping mall sitting game, like, yeah, we're just gonna sit here and wait. You can't rely on the 0.001% to determine how good a map is or isn't. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the map's quality cannot be determined by people playing poorly. I can use the same argumentation that you're using against me. If you go into any map in any video game and people go into certain areas of the map and just sit and don't move, you can't blame that on the map. Well, it's the map's fault that people are doing that. What are you talking about? People are literally not even moving. You could say, well, the map is empowering them to do that. Okay, I mean, I admitted, maybe they should just open up the doors. 
you know maybe they just open up the doors so that people maybe don't feel as secure in the room because you could definitely control like okay if we only open this door instead of this door I can kind of always watch it and then when both doors got open it kind of created this sense of a pinch where you could get shot from prison and get shot from bones at the same time and again people trying to indict widow's court because people are literally using a cheese to get free information because they're bad players get out of here you can't blame widow's court for people playing that way people are like i can't believe people are playing you know complaining about this okay well emoting became a problem in overwatch so they they addressed it you're not going to play any competitive game with good map design and then and then sit on corners and emote and be like yeah it's the map's fault like the it just again it's like you're blaming the wrong thing the players go in and play in a way that is that is anomalous and outside of what's expected and then you're like oh it's the map's fault the map's great elim is bad then i don't get it i think what you want i don't care i'm i'm i am done i'm done if you don't like it i don't care if you like it i don't care they make the content, take it or leave it. I am sick of defending every jot and tittle of this game. Genuinely don't care anymore. I don't. I have lost the will to argue against the incessant complaining about literally everything. If you don't like the maps, don't play. If you don't like the game, don't play. If you don't like Guardian games, don't play. I don't care anymore. We try and offer suggestions on how to make things better, but every single time these 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 discussions come up, people just turn into machine gun complainers. Maps suck, loot sucks, everything sucks, this sucks, that sucks. And it's like, then don't freaking play. Uh, I'm missing subs. Oppressed with a brand new sub. Captain Daverick with 42 months. Uh, outstanding gifted us up to Typhoon's uh, oh, Tif, uh, Tifa's waifu and 29 months from Donnie Vino, 16 months from Jack Gogo and Stark 100 bits I'm, I'm to that point I'm to that point, if you don't like stuff I'll be like, cool, I don't care I genuinely don't anymore, I don't care if you don't like stuff, I don't care if you think the maps suck I don't care if you think anything sucks I make suggestions on how to improve things I'm not here to be your complaint dumping ground so I'm over it if you don't like it, if you don't like the ma- if you think all the maps suck, then stop freaking playing. Like, why would you continue to play a game with a com- with a de- with a developer that seemingly strikes out at literally everything? Then don't freaking play. Like, is there anything that you like in the game anymore? <laughs> Next question. For Kato, do you think that they will provide a pathway to get most of the cosmetic stuff related to Guardian games that is attached to gameplay and not the Eversor? We don't know yet. There's no details on if you'll be able to be... Are we going to get an increase in Bright Dust like we did in Dawning to then go and buy stuff from the Eververse with Bright Dust? I have no, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the closing went fine. We got the house. Um, and listen, I know I get fired up. I know I get fired up. But some of you guys come here and like that's all you do when you're here doing Q&A is like you're just ringing the negative gong on everything. It doesn't matter what I talk about. You're like, oh, we address that. Bong. Yeah, the map suck. Bong. This sucks. And it's like, why are you? Why, why, why is that your contribution? I don't understand. Like, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't if everything is so bad, then what are we even talking about then? If it's so awful, if they've done such a poor job, then what I 
I don't even understand why you would continue to indulge the game and the conversation then. It's like, I enjoy a good back and forth and discussion on how to improve things, but I feel like sometimes the reason I get so aggravated is because you're literally just, that's what your contribution to the conversation is, is that stuff sucks, people hated it, it's bad, and it's like that's not a conversation that's you just decrying content is terrible because you don't like it apparently according to you guys in chat that are grinding this axe apparently every trials map has sucked trials is a shambles and none of the loot is worth anything okay I, w- what am I supposed to say to that like it's so it's such a tall order I can't even begin to engage in a conversation about that it just feels like I am put in this position to either be like the bungee apologist who defends everything or like like I said like I try and concede certain things it's like I- I'll concede that they made some pretty significant mistakes with trials but like you're gonna argue that even the maps are terrible then what are we even talking about what are we even talking about then I think it's worth talking about the lack of weapons and armor to farm this event. Uh, I don't know why Trials is part of any of the argument. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you want to talk about Guardian Games, well, let's get in here and figure out how it works, and then we can start to talk about, like, well, there wasn't really a weapon to grind for. I'll I'll say that. There should always be an iconic weapon that you can grind for rolls on. Now, when they did that with the Braytech Werewolf, all the rolls sucked. What was the point? They did the SMG during the winter, but again, it was like they didn't give you a direct path to try to get one. You would get one from, like, what the random packages you would turn in. It was kind of like... I. I don't know. It was like they didn't give you a good... So yeah, we can have that conversation. I think it would be good for Bungie to say every time we do a free event like Guardian Games, the Festival of Lost, or the Dawning, there should be one iconic weapon that you can be grinding for really cool rolls on or something. And then that gives the... That gives it that feel of loot pursuit that... I think maybe people are looking at this and saying, oh, it feels like it doesn't really have a loot pursuit. Well, yeah, we can have that conversation. We're just going to ignore the machine gun? Well, the machine gun is a once-and-done thing, though, Remorse. It's literally an exotic. So, it's a fair point. It's a totally fair point to look at this machine gun and be like, well, that's not really a grind. I just get it and I'm done. The point that they're making is, is if you dropped, let's just say they would have dropped a um, an auto rifle in this event, Okay. And maybe it could have been, like, clearly related to the heir apparent. It could have been, like, a legendary, sort of inspired by the Cabal, you know, aesthetic. And then there could have been different roles to grind for. Well, now it's laden with a loot grind. Again, again, I feel like if they would have done that, though, we would be in the same situation where people would be like, oh, so you can put a unique gun in for for people to grind for in Guardian Games, but you can't give us adept weapons and trials. (laughs) Like I said, it's like they can't win. It's like it doesn't matter what they do. There's always a complaint to be made. They either don't do anything new and people are like, well, this is stupid. It's the same thing we did last year. Or they do something new and then people are like, how dare you do this since this side of the game sucked? Why did why does this get this? I think a lot of us used to give them the benefit of the doubt are just uh, done giving them the benefit. It's time to put up or shut up on both, both sides. 
I just feel like seasonal content is always going to offer a couple of things. There's going to be some PvE stuff, and th- this time, thankfully, there was some PvP stuff. And then there's going to be, like, free event-oriented stuff. Different teams are working on all of these different things, and therefore, if I can't get angry about how bad the PvE stuff is, like, because I'm not a fan of the PvE content this season. I think it's thin. I think the public event is terrible. I genuinely think it's one of the worst pieces of PvE content they've made. It isn't fun. It's frustrating. It, it's, it's, well, it's not as bad as Reckoning was, but it's pretty bad. It's one of the worst pieces of content they've made for PvE. It's pretty bad, okay? When I say that, though, I'm never going to run over here to Trials or Guardian Games and be like, oh, how dare you do this? Because over here, I'm unhappy. Like, that's what I'm kind of trying to check. It's like, that doesn't even, that's not even helpful. That's not even a helpful conversation to have. If I'm upset about a piece of PvE content, let's talk about that. Let's talk about why I don't think it's good and ways to improve it. But I'm not going to run over to some other team and start shaking my finger in their face and being like, yeah, this is why this is why PvE sucked. Because they allocated bandwidth to Guardian Games. I mean, I could do the same thing that Light Leap was doing. I could be upset about the PvE and I could try to blame Guardian Games as part of the problem. Oh, well, we keep hearing about bandwidth. To be fair, Bungie hasn't said we don't have enough bandwidth to make good content. The only thing they said was we didn't do ritual weapons because we were focusing on doing new weapons for trials. They can only do so many weapons per season, right? We got basically the same amount of weapons this season as last season, okay? That's the only time Bungie has said anything about bandwidth. Nobody from Bungie said anything about, well, we didn't have time to do Adept Weapons because of bandwidth. We didn't have time to do this because of bandwidth. Nobody from Bungie has said that. I have been saying that. I have been saying I feel like most of the content right now is in its state because they don't have enough bandwidth to do as much as we'd like them to do. It's also only $10. So, like, the content itself, there's going to be a ceiling on its substance. There's going to be a ceiling on its substance. There's only so much they can do every three months. Couldn't the same argument be made when PvE content is made and is lacking? That's because they focus more on trials and other events. That's my point, is we can't get caught in this web of confusion of like, every time content comes out, we're going to run to one side of the game and be like, oh, you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done Eververse, you shouldn't have done that or this or the other, because we wanted this other thing to be better. Instead, it makes more sense to go to the Crucible team and be like, you guys have really got to get a wrangle on the way the community is going to respond to content. Like, how did you miss this? How did you not see people with low card farm? How did you not see that people were going to be hoping for adept weaponry? And then, to make matters worse, you brought back a perk that was an adept intrinsic perk in D1. You brought Celerity back to the game. Like, why would you do that? It doesn't even... Like, that's a conversation to have with that team and that side of the game. And that's why I just bristled at the suggestion that like, oh, they're just clearly focusing on the Eververse. It's like, are we just gonna are, are we just gonna Eververse scapegoat every time something goes bad? No, we need to have a conversation with that team about their content. Uh, Jinja, I noticed in the trailer that there was a moment where a hunter was killing enemies with a loss in uh, in a lost sector, and they were dropping blue modes. Do you think that these changes will be certain things to do? No, it's just going to be those are the those are the what were those called the the laurels? They're dropping l- laurels in the ground. You you collect those and then you take them uh, back. 
Can you make an argument that an event like this is eating time away from them making literally anything else? Reskinning the tower, new bounty types, currency, and other stuff has to be eating time and potential investing in other activities. Well, they don't have to tell us this flame, but I'm 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 convinced that this stuff, whether it's Festival of the Lost, Dawning, or Guardian Games, there is a team. I think it was traditionally referred to as the live team. I think the live team is in charge of this stuff. And I believe they're limited in what they can do. I don't think they can just make brand new stuff. I think they're good at going in and working with existing, you know, existing, you know, assets and and leveraging them. I think it's clear to see that's what they do, right? Verdant Forest, Haunted Forest, the EAZ, I mean, I don't I guess that was new, but that was largely a bunch of just stuff from the EDZ it was just building. It, it seemed like a bunch of assets from the EDZ that just kind of copy pasted, you know, into an area. That's just how it feels to me. I feel like they've got some team that is that's their job. Is their job is to work on free events like this. Now, if you're going to argue that they shouldn't do that, the question would be, well, what should they do instead then? seems that Bungie has determined it's in their interest to do a seasonal free event like this it's in it's in their interest to every season do some sort of free thematic dawning yeah fossil loss yeah like it's in the spirit of the time of year it's kind of cool you also have to understand that like you think it might be lame or you think it's not worth it but who knows that like the lion's share of the community the more casuals more mid lane players like look at this and be like this is awesome this is cool, man. It's like the Olympics in the tower. It's like Halloween in the tower. It's like Christmas, right? I, Bungie's determined that this stuff has worth and value. We come at it and we're like, "Why? This is stupid. It's just a bunch of freaking, you know. It's it's just a bunch of bounties. It's just a bunch of Eververse stuff. And you're looking for something that's probably never going to be delivered when they do a free event like this." I think you've said this before, but I feel that them being in office would have resulted in a relatively better season so far. I don't know. This season's weak for a reason. They, they, maybe they're, like I said, maybe they're putting more eggs in the basket of summer and September. They know this is a slow time for them. As far as player base numbers are concerned, this is always the slowest time for them. And they did Drifter this time, and they, this time last year, and then this time around, they did season of the worthy and they seem to be the weaker the weaker seasons delivered black armory was pretty good season of dawn was pretty good drifter and worthy seemed to be weaker and then opulence was crazy good that was built by vv though so we'll have to kind of hold our breath and see like i don't know what they're going to be able to do for the summer it seems like i've said it seems like the summer is going to be a setup for september and that the summer won't be super substantive but it'll be significant it's going to make changes and lay groundwork for september almost as just like summer will be part one september will be part two so i i get that people are dissatisfied or unhappy with the content this season but I am always going to push back on this idea that like Bungie just shouldn't do this because I want this over here to be better Bungie has determined every season there will be a certain there will be a certain delivery of items and if you get upset about a particular item you have to remember there are people that probably like this they think this kind of stuff's awesome they love it when the tower looks all 
you know, thematic and Christmassy or Halloween or whatever, and you think it's lame, but for Bungie and their research, they might have determined like this stuff's really, really good for people to log in and feel like something's happening and feel like there's events going on and you know, it's it's their hobby, so it's cool to see it kind of different and change. I, they've determined that this stuff has value and I don't think it's going to go away and I think the wrong conversation to have is every time one of these events comes out is to start wagging our finger at Bungie and be like yeah see money hungry bunch of Eververse crap meanwhile I didn't get blah 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 meanwhile I didn't get this let's be fair they're focusing on what will make them money coming up at the September is release they've made their money from current content what do you mean let's be fair you what, what what do you mean? You think I'm misrepresenting the situation? Let's be fair. Let's be honest, Lono. This is all about money. What What do you mean? I'm misrepre- Am I misrepresenting the situation? Do you not happy with my coverage of it? Like, the, of course it's for money. Like, they, they, they have to have stuff like this. It generates sales. It generates Eververse items. Of course. What, what do people expect them to do? Sell something for $10 and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all we needed from you guys. Yeah, go ahead. You go have a blast. We made all kinds of stuff and there's nothing going in the Eververse. It like, I, they, of course it's about money. Uh, I'm Pones with eight months. Thank you. And then two months from Tom Rowe. I just need to prepare myself Every time this kind of stuff comes out, I just need to prepare myself for false equivalencies about Eververse and content to be made because this happens every time these kind of announcements are made. I just need to be better prepared for... I I don't want to have these arguments anymore. So when this kind of stuff comes up, I'm just going to shoot it down. I'm be like, no, this is a false equivalency. Whatever they're working on for Guardian Games, Festival of Lost, Dawning, or free events that is tied to Eververse is not automatically pulling away from your substance and grind and other pieces of the content. It's kind of weird to make an event with no legendary weapons or armor to grind for. We're essentially chasing ghost shell skins for three weeks. Well, no, that's not true either. If your team wins, your class item will look a permanent way. It's permanent. So, like, gold, silver, or bronze is going to be an effect on your actual class item, according to what happens. Now, in Bungie's mind, I guess they determined, oh yeah, this exotic will be good. That's going to be the the big ticket item. That's the big thing to go for. I am like Flame. I always want to look at something like this and say, why not put one weapon with random rolls for me to grind for? When they did the horror story, that's what I said. I was like, why not have random rolls on it? When they introduced the horror story that one year, it was like, yeah, you just buy it and you're done. So I don't disagree with folks like Flame's perspective that like it'd be cool to have an actual gun you could grind for and get random rolls on. But again, that's just feedback we can provide. That doesn't mean that like Bungie somehow is only focusing on the Eververse or this entire thing is a flop. They decided to do something completely new with permanent effects in the tower and permanent effects on the gear that we're wearing and they threw in this cool exotic. And... I just now realized that the ornament for the Awestringer pulls from this design aesthetic. If you look at the barrel with these little like exhaust circles on the sides, that matches the ornament for the Awestringer. So the Awestringer's ornament is uh is inspired by this. <clears throat> um 
TJ Murray, we're only nine questions in. Holy moly, Lono needs to calm down. Uh, do you think that this event is well... If this event is well received in terms of competitiveness between players, we could see similar events fit the theme with faction rallies. Somebody already asked a question about this. Um, I, I would love to see something like this come to faction rallies. Yes. I think they could. this could lay good groundwork to like, it makes a change in the tower and we get something cool, you know? Wouldn't even have to be a new gun. Right, they did that with the werewolf and they did that with the SMG and the dawning. The SMG was basically an SMG that was already in game as the Antiope, as the Antiope. Light Leap, do you think the manpower used for these events should have been easily translated into making Season of the Wordy uh, beefier? Would you prefer seeing a similar activity like this sundial instead of Guardian Games? Here's where I don't think the community can say things that are both true, okay? So the event is either lame and just more bounties and another reskin activity, or it's, oh, they took away, this could have made the season beefier. Which is it? Which team do you want to be on? Because you can only pick one. Because if you're on team, this is a bunch of lame bounty-based reskin, okay? If you're on that team, then you cannot also be on the team that's like, well, yeah, this is wasted resources. They could have made the season beefier if this team if this team wouldn't have been working on this stuff. No, 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 no. No. These claims are mutually exclusive. This content's either thin, lame, reskin, bounty-based nothing. That's, a t- that's people right now. People are making that criticism. Or... This is a waste of allocation. They should have used this to make the season beefier. They shouldn't have done this. Both people can't be right, by the way. You're not both special and both your opinions aren't equally valid. Like, I I, I just think this is what they're going to do for free events. They're going to use repurposed stuff. It'll probably be bounty-based and there'll be some cool cosmetics that we get from it. And then there's a gun. Like, that's, that's what free events are going to look like. I'm kind of tired of a bandwidth excuse. Can they expand their bandwidth by hiring people? Okay, but that's not an easy solution either. You can't just go hire a but there's not some reservoir of developers that know how to make content for Den- for Destiny. They got to be trained, they got to understand the dev tools, got to understand the engine. They have to be good developers. Also right now there's a global pandemic going on. They can't just start hiring. Now, could they find a company to offshoot some of the bandwidth on like they did with Vicarious Visions because they had a good year last year breaking apart from Activision? Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. But I'm just going to continue to tell people go find another game then. Go find another game. Find another game that delivers new content every three months for only $10 that you can play for hundreds of hours a week. Go find it. And when you come back because you can't find it, then you'll understand that they're doing something that's kind of rare and difficult to sustain as far as a business and a game model. There's almost no game that does this. There just isn't. You could go play WoW and pay a subscription fee, what, 10 or 15 bucks a month. There you go. You're now spending way more than you spend to play Destiny. Like go go find these other games that are doing it right and doing it better you're arguing against an ideal where does that ideal exist oh they should have 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 they should have go find your should have game then warframe okay yeah go play warframe then man everybody always wants to bring up warframe but then they don't want to go play it you know they always want to bring up Warframe. Well, why aren't you playing Warframe? Well, I, you know, just, I'm not. 
Maybe because it's not as fun, you don't like it. Maybe because the content loop's not as addicting as Destiny. I don't know. There's a variety of reasons. Digital Extremes has done great things, and Warframe is definitely a cool game, but people always want to bring up Warframe. Why aren't you playing it? And if it's satisfying you to such a high degree, then why isn't Bungie like your side piece game that you play casually? And if you play this game casually, there's tons to do. Again, again, outside of like Warframe, no one ever comes up with some other game that every three months is like, here is brand new loot to chase, brand new stuff, brand new activity, and it's only $10 and you can play for hundreds of hours. Is this game got problems? Sure. I love Destiny warts and all. It certainly has problems. Elder Scrolls Online? Again, go play Elder Scrolls Online then. Like, a lot of people go and play Elder Scrolls Online and they love it. But they always come back to Destiny because Destiny just has something special. Elder Scrolls Online is a phenomenal game with tons of depth and tons to do. And there's mods here and community members here that have gone and played it and have been like, man, this game is awesome. You guys should really check it out. And I've always said, yeah, it's a great game. You should definitely check it out. They really treat their community well. They really add to their game. And they really do a lot of great stuff. They also have a a microtransaction subscription store that really subsidizes their efforts. So I'm sure you can go and get really angry about that because you can't earn any of that stuff. They have cosmetic items that can only be purchased with crowns. And crowns are a micro, you know, it's a micro store. You can subscribe and get a certain amount of crowns regularly. So you can buy all those micro, you know, stores. But because they do that, you know, that's your, the rest of the game is getting robbed of, of, uh, of good content and good things to do because they're investing in a micro store and a cosmetic store. And, you know, they shouldn't do that. They should only give you, you know, substantive content all the time. Every Every time, you know, for only $10 every three months, you know, again, what Bungie is attempting to do, and in many respects, they are succeeding at doing, you can find almost nowhere. You can, it's, it's almost, it's almost, it's it's almost nowhere else in existence. Is there a game like Destiny? That, so that's what I always come back to. I'm like, listen, I will sit here till the cows come home and point out things that need to be improved and things that are weak or things that could be better. But I'm telling you, it. a lot of the times we get so, so down in the weeds, we forget to just stand up and be like, you know what? Destiny is actually a really impressive game. And they've really pulled off something incredible. Like, they need to make fixes and improvements on things. But dadgummit, like, I, I spend $10 and I get so much, so much stuff to do. Even if you get burned out, you still have gotten incredible value transmission for money spent. Time in the game compared to time to, to, compared to money spent, the, the value we've gotten, it's highway robbery. I mean, it is, it is, it is highway robbery. I wish I could pay for, pay more for better content. Well, people say that all the time, Schnozberries, but I think it's undeniable at this point, even under Activision, there's just only so much Bungie can deliver. The minimum viable product that they can deliver every three months, there's just only so much they can do. It's just, it, it's diff, it's just making games is difficult. And people are always like, yeah, I know, making games is hard. Their job is hard. But it's like, most of the best games in the world that people always run to to be like, oh, this game was so incredible. It was so awesome. It's like, yeah, it was in development for five or six years. And then that was kind of it. You were, that was it. You were, that was all you got. Bungie's trying to deliver excellence once a year, and then they try and like ripple out content after that every three months. And I just think continually people forget that that is a very difficult thing to do. They didn't even do it in D1. They didn't even do it in D1. You got stuff once a year, basically. I 
we've got we've gotten it pretty good. I think we're just gotten kind of spoiled. They and, and and again this year especially, people talk about all the problems. So I can't believe Bungie did this. They keep making the same mistakes. They keep making the same mistakes, right? They keep doing this. They keep doing that. And it's like, man, they did such a good job this year improving on things that we didn't like last year. We didn't like the fact that leveling was so frustrating. We didn't like infusion. We didn't like cost of infusion. We didn't like this. We didn't like that. Man. And then they make a bunch of great changes this season. They added armor 2.0, way more investment in your armor, way more customization in your armor. Season pass, the artifact. The artifact brings cool new things to experiment with every season. It brings XP leveling. They bring bounties. There was no real bounty grind prior to this year. They bring bounties. Bounties is a great way to level up automatically. You can kind of play the way that you want. You don't have to play in a particular way. You don't have to go grind milestones. You don't feel pigeonholed into playing particular activities. They make all these great improvements. And then we're like, yeah, but I don't like it. You know, it's too bounty focused. Okay, well, that you know, take another advisement. Year four, Luke Smith's like, we need to reinvigorate, you know, the end game activities. We need to reinvigorate the uh, the the aspiration in the game, and we need to make sure that it's not so bounty focused. You know, they're they're trying to make year four an improvement on the things that that currently right now are weaker. So. I just sometimes like to pump the brakes and slow down a little bit and be like, man, we we do have it pretty good. We, we, we've, got, we've got it pretty good here. And Bungie knows that your complaints are of value because that means you're still invested in care. With trials already struggling, do you think Guardian Games will pour more people away, pull more people away from it? Um, I would say that they need to act very quickly with trials, okay? I've been pretty hard on them about trials. Like you can you can call me a bungee apologist. You can say that like I'll defend the game no matter what. Get out of here, dude. Sorry, my cat. He's like biting my chair. You you, you can you know you can say that about me. I've been really hard on trials. I've been pretty critical of how they've handled it and I've continued to say two things. They need to act very very quickly with respect to token distribution and reasons to get people playing and filling the player funnel and we need front facing anti cheat I have been I have been saying that I've, I've been hammering away at that multiple videos right multiple videos about what you know ways they have got to do this now they have got to make sure and re- reinvigorate trials trials is in bad bad shape and it's gonna go and it's gonna get worse because now people got the title. And once those people get the title, they're not gonna put up with the cheating, they're not gonna put up with the low card farming, the lack of rewards. Bungie's gotta act very, very quickly. I think I wanna add to my argumentation. I think they need to put high exotic drop rates in a flawless chest. Look at how people responded to double drops from nightfalls. I, I think they need to do that as well. Really high exotic drop rate chance from the from flawless chests. Uh, they've got to act now and listen I can hear Dylan and I can hear Bungie saying we've got to be careful it's got to be sustainable if we do too much now it'll take away from things that we're wanting to do long term like that's not sustainable long term if we go too crazy then people will get too much and then next season they'll have zero interest in trials or whatever like it could have a deteriorating effect if they overreact right now I to- I totally hear that, but man, oh man, it's they got to do something because it's that it's that the playlist is going to be in bad shape in the coming weeks more than it already has been. You think it's been bad? It's gonna it's about to get really really bad. Um, Silent gifted a sub to buy cold and then solidus lead with eleven months. Thank you. 
Yep, one month for the to the new badge. Uh, remorse. Seems like it hinted in the trailer that this is a celebration of us destroying the Almighty. Do you think that we will see a cutscene here tomorrow, a reset? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't catch that. I will have to wait and see. Rain. If Guardian Games turns out to be fun, is it smart for Bungie to keep this as an annual event? I, I would like it to be an annual event, or again, I would love to see next next year them do something with the factions, because I kind of miss the factions. Uh, Solus Memester. Do you think that we might see another Whisper or Zero uh, type quest? Well, there Fellwinters is somewhere, and it's going to show up somehow, so that's still a lingering possibility. I don't want to hold my breath, but that you know, Fellwinters is coming, but I, I don't think wasn't it data mined? I don't think Fell Winters is going to be linked to a dungeon though. Um, uh, Huffster says, "Do you think matchmaking and guardian game activities will be class based? Hunters matchmaking with other hunters? No, I don't think that's how they're going to do it." Troll Annie, with us. Uh, now getting two free-to-play exotics, Tommy's and the Heir Apparent, and one seasonal exotic, the fourth Horseman. Do you foresee a possible getting another paid seasonal exotic to match previous seasons? Well, Fellwinters is coming, um, so we just, we have no idea how. Fellwinters is going to be the Iron Tomb. That Iron Tomb thing was 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 a jabate, though. That was an April Fool's joke. Zorian. The Guardian Games replaced the Dawning event. Uh, well, no, not the dawning. The dawning is the Christmas event. This is replacing the solstice of heroes. Uh, what do you think is the reason for the change? Maybe an opportunity to test systems for, for later seasons? It's something new. Yeah, I also think they were hoping this would kind of be a good lead up to the Olympics that aren't happening now. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, I think it was an Olympic year. So they thought, oh, let's do something like Olympic oriented in the tower. Um, that's that, that probably drove the decision as well replacing revelry oh that's right i'm sorry it's replacing revelry solstice of heroes is the summer i'm dumb i'm misspeaking as well sorry about that yeah it's replacing revelry silent could the guardian games lead into instead of having factions we would have separate races uh having their own factions um i don't see a real reason for this i really don't want to see new monarchy and dead orbit and uh future war cult dissolved and that feels like that'd be almost like a passive dissolving of those and i'm, I'm kind of against that um what would be an activity that you'd like to see highlighted in guardian games besides the forest i don't have a i don't have anything i don't answer quite when people are like what do you want to see happen or what do you want to see them do or what weapons do you want to see come back I try not to create laundry lists of desires because the, I like to make predictions, but I don't like to be like, I really want them to do this. Um, SRL would just be such a wasted you know, amount of development time. They, they basically have come up with something that you can run in existing content that they've already repurposed, which I think is a better decision because it is just free, you know? I don't want them spending a bunch of time on something that doesn't they don't generate any money with well I mean the Eververse generates money but again they're not charging us to play it so it needs to be pretty basic are you worried that Destiny seems to be turning into a collection of mini games uh, fueled by engagement metrics but is losing depth and identity as a single evolving world should this be even a consideration I see this getting traction on Reddit recently basically saying like Destiny doesn't feel like Destiny anymore it feels like a bunch of mini games and I, I kind of feel like it's a it's a mis it's a misdiagnosis. It sounds like a misdiagnosis to me because instead of 
let's jam everything together, okay? Let's jam um, Rise of Iron right up against King's Fall, and then let's jam... Uh, no, King's Fall, Challenge of Elders, Rise of Iron, and then the Age of Triumph. Let's jam them all close together, and I'll have them be like three or four months apart, okay? You could say the same thing about that then. Well, yeah, we went from Court of Oryx to Challenge of Elders to Archon's Fords. Just a bunch of mini games, dude. Yeah, what? And then they just reskinned all the raids, and and gave us weapons that we already have, but they made them exotic. Like, you see what I'm saying? We, everything is so close together now. We're like, oh, it's just a mini game. But I mean, that they did that in past content too. Like Court of Oryx and Archon's Forge and Challenge of Elders and activities like this have always been around but they weren't really close together so now because they're close together you're like oh I better get in there and grind it so you go from like Vex Offensive to Sundial to the, you know, the bunkers and the public event this time you're like oh it's just a bunch of mini games I just think it's a different way of delivering content it's just closer together so we're misdiagnosing it's like oh it's just a bunch of mini games it's like no they're just giving you more stuff to do in Destiny I mean would you prefer them not do it and only do this is why I always try and tell people like the alternative of bounties being there to kind of supplement and like a side grind like the bunker and the obelisks being there to supplement, you're going to be only doing activities-based engagements, which you're going to get really burned out doing. If you're only grinding Sundial, if you're only grinding whatever the new event is, that's like literally it. I would rather do like what we suggested, like week to week they could do something where like each week there's a new activity that's more generous or better or worth doing, so it's harder to get more burned out. Like when I was just grinding the Nightfall Warden of Nothing like crazy, that would be nice, right? I'll I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that for a week, and then the next week I'm not doing it, so it's harder to get burned out. Age of Triumph kind of touched on this, right? It's like, oh man, this isn't really my favorite raid, but it's only here for a week. Oh, this is my favorite raid. Yeah, it's only here for a week. Like, it's harder... It, you know, it's it's harder for you to get to get burned out if you're always doing a different activity. So I definitely think Bungie can learn from that, ease back a little bit on everything being so bounty based, and lean forward a little bit more on saying each week there's going to be sort of like this rotation effect of what you're you know oh I want to do this in this activity. This is you know this is so fun. But again, you have to understand something. If they go that route, then everyone's going to complain. Oh, it's nothing new. They're just reskinning and repurposing content. So again, Bungie can't win. If they do something new, it won't be as substantive because it takes time to develop. So you get something like Sundial or you get something like we got this season, the public event. I don't think it's very good, right? That's what you end up getting. Or Bungie can repurpose content, dress it up and do something with it like the Verdant Forest or if they do something with Strikes or Gambit or Crucible or whatever and give you a week-to-week reason to grind those activities. Well, then people are going to complain and be like, oh, well, it's just a bunch of reskins. So if they pivot away from doing something new, the game won't feel like a mobile game where you're always doing some little less substantive activity because it's only around for a season, so it's kind of a little bit more piddly. So you're like, yeah, I don't have this. This is, this is like a this is like another mini game. If they don't do that and they start investing in existing activities to give them more depth, then people are going to complain about reskins. They literally can't win. It's like we were saying a little bit ago. If they would have just done another revelry, people would have been like, yeah, it's just the same thing as last year. They do something brand new. What are you doing something brand new for? How dare you spend, you know, bandwidth and time and resources on something brand new when when Trials is in such bad shape? Come on. Like, they, again, 
there's only so much they can do every so often so you're either going to get brand new activities that are going to be lower in substance or you're going to get reinvigoration and reinvestment in existing activities whatever they do people will complain that's the constant in destiny I bunch of reskins lazy just so lazy Bungie why can't we go back to the time where we had sundial and vex offensive That's 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 kind of the, that's kind of the situation they're stuck in right now. Uh, what character are you personally going to grind for Guardian Games? I know you play all three. Uh, probably all three. I don't know. I I, I I love my hunter right now, dude. I really do. I really really do. <laughs> I like I really like him, and he the 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 class item is really nice. It's not like a cobra. It looks like a cobra on the on the snake the snake head up there. Uh, that cloak's pretty nice. Um, it's not hoodless though. I'm more of a fan of the hoodless stuff right now. I gotta tell you, I do like the Titan stuff. It's a really hard choice. It's a really hard choice. I think all the stuff looks good. Uh, Matham, do you think adding a new free event is a good idea to improve the game content? I mean, that's really a generic question. What do you think about the Guardian Games class item having rainbow affinity? Did they say that? Are you saying that they should do that? That's not something that they said. Did they? They didn't say that. Did they? That would be kind of weird. It's wait. It's just a cosmetic. It's an ornament, right? No, I don't even think that's possible because it's just an ornament. Uh, so it does have rainbow affinity. You can make you can make your three your your three class items that you take all the way to level ten. Your arc solar and void, and you can apply the ornament to all three. So it does have rainbow affinity because it's an ornament. Um, where's the bond here? I'll pull that up for you too. Boom. There you go. Yeah, that's hot too. I think it's animated. Isn't it animated? I think I think that little projection is animated um, and like moves. I think they show it in this in this this video. Yeah, it's like spinning. It's in the very beginning. It's like spinning. Um, excited for Guardian Games, but shouldn't we be worried about the Almighty and it's the doom it's bringing? It's, I mean, that's not really a question. Uh... Sorry if this was asked already, but watching the trailer for Guardian Games gives me a faction rally vibes. Is it possible this is a template that they could consider for its return? We've gotten this question a couple times today. I mean, that's possible. Uh, Mr. Jack. With a new exotic being from Guardian Games, do you still think there's a secret mission like the Whisper? That could be happening with Fellwinters. Yeah, that could be happening with Fellwinters. So I'll have to wait and, and see if that's a possibility. Silent. While Guardian Games looks cool and is new, do you feel like the game is moving away from a story and more into just activities strung together? We already kind of answered this question. I actually feel like the story development's been very, very good. Uh, Each week we've had something kind of new happen with the bunkers and we had some stuff with Anna and we had some stuff with Rasputin and we had the cutscene at the beginning and we had the cutscene at the end of last season where Osiris walks in and confronts Rasputin and and now the ships are moving on the thing. Like, I... I really feel if you're going to try and argue that there's not really good story happening right now, you basically have to ignore so much that's happened. Osiris goes in and confronts Rasputin. Like, that was awesome. What? And then we're working with Rasputin and we're opening bunkers and he's talking to us. He shows us what happened at the collapse and the pyramid ships are on the way. Like, I actually think that the story development's really, really good right now. Now it's passive we don't seem like active players i would probably agree with that a little bit but i do feel like we're active players i mean we're doing stuff with the bunkers we're doing stuff to establish the defenses there's only so much we can do and the checking the bunkers every day it's like oh they're on the way what are we going to do about this 
Um, we're not always going to be able to do something as significant as literally rescuing Sate 14 from the past. I mean, that's not always going to be the the thing we get to kind of like knock, you know, that's a notch on our belt, right? Every season's not going to be to that extreme, you know? Uh, do you think events like this that supplement existing activities creates more sustained user engagement than new event exclusive experiences like EAZ? Okay, so events like this that supplement existing activities create more sustained user engagement. I have no way of answering your question, buddy. I I really generally don't know. I don't know what people react the best to. All I know is, is it seems to me from the sidelines that Bungie sees value in thematic events like this. I know it's a free event, but do you think that we could see more sports-related activities forming the basis for Guardian Games in the future uh, as its Olympic-themed event? Dude, I'm telling you, with the ball-throwing and some goals, you could do some really cool stuff. You could do dodgeball. We did dodgeball back in D1 on Bannerfall with hammers, um, Mayhem being active. We also did uh, Battleship. Uh, What was the one map with the bridge? You launched Nova Bombs over top of the bridge. We did Battleship. Um... I think there's some potential. I think dodgeball would be dope. You take like a SIVA charge and you can charge it up and throw it. And the the more you charge it up, the harder it is for the opposing team to catch it. So you can try and catch it when it's coming toward you by pressing X. It'd be like some timing there. Um, that could be fun. Some dodgeball. This stuff's hokey though, right? I can't see Bungie putting a bunch of time into this. They did have the soccer uh, in, the, in the farm and the tower. I, this is like Sparrow Racing League, though. I'm kind of like, uh, it sounds so fun, but do I really want them spending development time on this? Probably not. Probably not. JD Gamer. Do you think that we need a D1 Age of Triumph so we can see old content grant pinnacles? I think there will be an Age of Triumph eventually where we, they do that with the raids. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Brostafa. Do you think the TWAB will respond adequately to the feedback about trials and cheaters? No, there is no adequate response that does not include us downloading a front-facing, currently and consistently updated anti-cheat. Until they do that, I'm going to keep beating them up about it, because that's what's expected of you. If you're going to have a player-versus-player game for free on Steam, you need a front-facing anti-cheat. Until you do that, you're letting us all down. I'm sorry. That's the gauntlet that we as the community should throw down. Until they do that, it's going to be a disappointing, cheat-filled mess. Do the bare minimum... Or we're just going to keep saying that this, is, this, this isn't this is good enough. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I'm coming to a triple A developer. And I'm telling you that if you have your game free to play without anti-cheat, front-facing, and installed and consistently updated, you are failing your community. That's, that's, that's the strongest language I've ever really used about this game. And I think it's true. You are a triple-A developer. You're not some Bush League little indie indie company. Get on it. Right? Get on it. You're triple-A but self-published? Well, you're making pretty good money from everything we've seen, so... Get on it. You know? Aaron Kill. Should free events offer temporary access to purchase-only content as an appetizer, or we could devalue the content? I, you know, I don't think you need to do this. That, that number one, they'd have to go and like really fine-tune stuff to give you access. It's like temporary to paid stuff. You get, you get a lot. <laughs> you get a lot for free, man. They don't need anything else. Okay, they don't need anything else. Hollywood Zero. 
Are you concerned that from a lore point, we have a looming threat of the almighty pyramid ships, and now we're taking a break for Guardian Games? Seems disconnected from the season story. Um, you know, what do you want me to say to this man? Like, hey, Bungie, because the pyramid ships and the almighty is a threat right now, we shouldn't be doing anything that's fun. Like, come on, you stick in the mud. Like, the lore is not that important. It feels a little silly to be like, yay, let's do Guardian games. Pyramid ships are going to wipe us out in a couple of weeks, and there's this giant almighty descending to destroy us all. But let's, let's have Guardian games. I will admit, it seems a little silly, but we have to have fun. It's still a video game. We're not actually in a game under threat of destruction. That's happening in the world enough right now, okay? Like, you go to the store and you're wearing gloves and masks. I mean, come on. We're living in a freaking movie right now. Like, we can have some fun. <laughs> we can have some fun in in Destiny, please. <laughs> Moroi. With this feeling like the Olympics, uh, you think there will be some non-combat games like soccer ball throwing? Yeah, we talked about that. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they have time to, to develop stuff like that. Rather than bounties, do you think that adding the seasonal rewards by default in the strikes and the gambit and crucible would work? Uh, with the season pass increasing the chances of drops? I mean, this is just an idea suggestion. I kind of skip questions like that. Why do I have to go to the tower anyway? Could I just have the bounties in my inventory like triumphs? Listen, I think they could minimize how much you need to go back to the tower. And like if I, if I was Bungie, I would try and maybe start to develop some of those quality of life improvements like repeatables. I can press A to cash in the repeatable, or I can press X, and when I press X, it cashes in the repeatable, and it gives me another one back. It, like, refreshes it. The same way that when you open up the chalice chest, you get another chalice back. Like, it literally shows you it's giving you another chalice on the on the kill feed, right? So, I think they could try and do some things, but... Let's not get absurd here. I think one trip to the tower every day at the beginning of your play session is acceptable. I don't want them to create the game around your... I'm not saying this is what you're saying, Patman, but some people just get kind of whiny. And I'm sick of going to the tower. And I'm sick of this. And I'm sick of that. And it's like, okay, so boot up the game and we'll make sure everything is exactly designed around you. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like... I don't want them to go absurd here, like, yeah, you never have to go to the tower ever again. You do everything from orbit, because we don't want you to ever be marginally inconvenienced. Like, one trip to the tower a day, I think, is reasonable to grab your dailies or whatever the frick's going on. But they don't need to be fine-tuning the game for every little minor, minute complaint from the community. But they could say, you know... Having to go back to the tower three and four times is a little absurd. Maybe we could maybe we could do something here um, so people don't have to keep going back to the tower. Because, you know, I think Empyrean Restoration brought that feeling of, dude, if I have to go to the tower one more freaking time, I'm going to pull my hair out. Especially for those on console. Uh, Hollywood Zero. Could a more traditional horde mode work in Destiny? Not a fixed number of rooms, but an infinite round? This has been suggested time and time again since the dawn of uh, Prison of Elders. Since Prison of Elders, this has been a suggested idea, and it's never happened. I don't know if there is a technological reason, or a philosophical reason, or a mixture of both. They've just never really done this, and I don't know why. When you ask me, could it work? I think the biggest barrier here would be if it was match made people quit and then what do you do people get to come in and join you for rounds number 88 and they didn't earn it 
or you're on round 88 and they join you and it somehow reads it and like nope they're on round one so that might be a way to do it I'm on round 88 I have my own tracker and if people leave and come in leave and come in doesn't matter my rewards are in conjunction with whatever round I am on maybe they could do something like that then now hang on a minute hang on a minute they did this there was a version of the infinite force that you could stay in there conceivably for forever if you wanted it got to the point where people actually would let it end and it had no effect on your rewards was that the verdant forest isn't that how the verdant forest worked you ba- it was easy to maintain you just kept going right no 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 it wasn't the haunted forest the haunted forest was you eventually just hit the timer and there was no way to stay in there I'm pretty sure the verdant forest you could stay in there for forever it wasn't that hard to maintain it cause people didn't somebody hit glad hit like some crazy number and then they DC'd <laughs> suck it loser no I'm just kidding but like they, they hit like some absurd number and then I think they DC'd I'm pretty sure it was verdant forest it wasn't easy though no I was easy it was easy. You you could you could save so much time. I remember. I don't think it was that hard at all. So they could do something with that. They could do something with that. Like if I get to round sixty something and my, and somebody DCs and another person gets thrown in, they're on round one. But I'm on round sixty something, and my rewards are in are are in response to that, right? So it would keep going up. Glad the betrayer. Yeah, we need somebody. You know, Texas. The you know. Glad the betrayer, <laughs> and somebody should Photoshop his little face like coming out and challenge Velders or something. Uh, Critterbot would including hardcore challenges and bounties that contribute to a larger ongoing event be the way to offset the tedium of repeatable easy activities? Uh, completing a dungeon raid as a fire team. Well, homie, they try to do this. You have weeklies, dailies, and repeatables, and they're exactly like that. Like, the weeklies take way longer, the dailies are a little bit, you know, more, you know, easy, and then the repeatables are, like, super low-hanging fruit. So, I feel like they already kind of do this. Now, you're saying maybe they add a hardcore one. I... I don't know. I don't know if they want to do that, because then you're just creating more bounties, and they're probably trying to stay away from that. With all three classes in a fire team, do you worry it could turn into a race to get kills similar to the bounties? Well, it sounds like if you do that, you're going to be dropping laurels, which will benefit me anyway, because I pick them up from you. So I don't think so. I, it should be fine. Zero. Um, what would you think about Rift coming back for Guardian Games? I'd love to see this since most of the sport is like a game mode that we got in Destiny. Um, I would throw Rift into Gambit and not into the PvP maps. And I would have people defending the bank and I would have people teleporting over with a ball that they have to slam on your bank. And you try to slam on them, so teams are attacking and defending. I happen to think that's the future for Gambit. I think the current version of Gambit is is just going to die a slow death but people love it they hate that I hate on it so whatever but I think that that would be the best thing to do to Gambit Uh, attack and defend and you could get one point for throwing it and hitting the bank and you could get like three points for actually going and dunking on it so there could be some pretty good give and take there you could take the easy three points every round and just kind of like go and like toss it teams could try and get in the way and catch them I think that could be really freaking fun um and it wouldn't be 
the teams invading couldn't attack they couldn't like attack you the defending team could attack the uh could shoot the attackers and then the attackers would then it'd be good it'd be good for them to have their overshields and their wall hacks that'd be good right i think that would be that'd be fun you already have the invade you already have the banks you already have the overshield just you know call it gambit gambit rift edition or something i don't know i think that'd be freaking fun i would i would that would be so fun to play that'd be so much better than gambit and better than the old version of rift <laughs> um mortar eater was six months and somebody gifted us up to vash it was jstock thank you jstock yeah rift prime drifter rift is in the name drifter it's all been there the whole time we just never realized it obey supreme a mobile destiny game in the destiny universe with an event like gg would help with cash flow i don't really understand your question uh, Ecow, should Bungie stop bright ingrams and just put the seasonal uh, inventory into the featured seasonal activities instead? Next year's veterans will start benefiting from the ingrams inventory. I already do benefit from getting them on the season pass. I love getting them. I got a Darcy ornament I never had before. I got a, I got a, a ship and a sparrow that I hadn't gotten before. <laughs> Everybody coming in and saying congrats on the house. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Ninja Monkey, do you think events like these are designed to net profit from the Eververse store will help fuel future development? No, money doesn't help them at all. Uh, None Bub, are the free things in the game right now, Trials Guardian Games, more substantial than the paid seasonal content? And if so, do you think that's why the player base is so upset? I mean, I I mean, I don't know, dude. I, the, the the PVE stuff is pretty thin, but Trials is good, but like rocky. And is this substantive? I mean, it's the Verdant Forest. We've already done that, and it's some armor and some cosmetics and stuff. So I don't know if you. I don't think that's the line of thinking people are are, are taking. I just think people like to complain. I mean, if you're unhappy and something cool is coming out, you're gonna sink your teeth into it and be like, well, if they wouldn't have done this my thing would be better and I just don't think that's the appropriate way to talk about this it doesn't help it doesn't help like Bungie's not gonna be like yeah you know what you're right we're gonna stop doing free events and Eververse stuff cause that's not gonna do anything for bandwidth allocation like again it's so clear to me what Bungie can do every couple of months and we generally get that and so if you're going to start to try to be like, if they would chop this, we'd get more. If they would do this, we would get more. No, no. This is roughly what they can do every couple of months. You're not going to squeeze more out of this rock. You just aren't. Uh, stare in the sun. Do you think including more bright dust into weekly trials bounties would be enough to inject more bright dust into the player economy? This just seems like a very specific suggestion that I don't think is really needed right now insane monkey we had a ninja monkey and now we have an insane monkey if the fall dlc is delayed as many other games releases have been what do you think will the impact will be on the player base what do you think is going to happen player base will go down and get a little disgruntled but they'll probably be relatively understanding anybody who's not understanding and goes to the forums and reddit to hurl insults should be deleted from the internet because you're a freaking idiot but yeah it'll have an effect it'll be kind of a bummer but I think most people will kind of take it in stride and be like yeah it's a pretty unique situation you know I think September's under less of a threat as the summer because I think Bungie can have more time to adapt I, you know they can have more time to adapt but 
a lot of folks are delaying games. I think big game shipments are a little bit different too. It just depends. A D, a D, an expansion for a live game is not an expansion for a live game is not the same as a brand new title right a brand new title they want sales to be good they want it to be well received like that's their launching pad Bungie is in a different situation it's like uh, sales might be down well maybe not people are already playing the game they're, they're, they're more likely to purchase and we kind of have to do this to keep the game going it will likely be delayed things aren't really slowing down and we have the the ignorant science doubting facebook culture trying to act like well this this is all a ruse we should just reopen states and economies like we we've all the groundwork's been laid for all this skepticism about about you know all this junk science and so now everyone's trying to like we should be reopening and they're and they're they're gathering to protest so the idiots of the world are probably going to set us back unfortunately um government's going to have to do things that'll be unpleasant they're going to have to really start enforcing quarantines and stuff because people are literally losing their minds i've not talked about this that much but like this is going to have an effect if people can't settle the frick down and just endure what's happening they're going to make it worse you know so and then things like this things like the fall expansion and stuff will yes probably get delayed um because the only thing that shakes and rattles people's cages is, is dying. That's the only thing that does it. There was literally a church that refused to stop gathering and their pastor died from it. And now they're all like, take it serious, stay home. That's what it freaking took. They were like, oh, come on. This is a bit. We're going to gather anyway. And then their pastor died. He got it and he died. And then his daughter was like, people should be taking this serious. People should be taking this serious. Don't gather, stay at home. Like That's basically what it takes. We live in such a disconnected like way of viewing the world that it if it's out there, oh, it can't touch me. Like we're so inoculated by Facebook and 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 the way we take in information. Unless it's right there in front of your face, people are like, yeah, it's not going to affect me. So that's why people are like, oh, we should be reopening. We should be reopening. I got news for you. If people if that gets traction and people keep doing that and people keep gathering and people keep spreading it, then you're just going to continue to set us back. So. It's really, really sad. I've been, I've been pretty quiet about it. I haven't talked about it very much, but it's been very disappointing to see people acting that way. Um, and I think a lot of groundwork was laid the last five years or more. The increase in conspiracy belief and junk science belief. There's so much skepticism now. People doubt the government. People doubt the media. People doubt scientists. People doubt the doctors. And when that doubt and skepticism is laid, you know... It, it, it that's 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 right for people to just be like nah this is totally bogus we should be fine let's just go back out uh prince nero sorry if this was answered uh during the trailer i saw a future war cult symbol on a warlock at 30 seconds do you think that's a hint that the faction rallies is being teased i no i don't think so cuz even down here this guy in the middle is wearing uh new monarchy stuff and these guys over here are wearing crucible stuff. I think they're just showing you that like you can represent your class and your 
your you know your your where you like to play. I don't think they're they're, they're hinting at, uh, at at faction. Fifteen hundred bits from New Ford Orders. Speaking more truth than usual today. Thank you. Um, uh, Raz Borkin. Raz Raz Borkin. Raz Borkin. Uh, what if trials removed the flawless requirement for going to the lighthouse since there's nothing worthwhile in the flawless chest? This could be encourage more people to play trials. Man, oh man, you are you are bringing a bat to uh, a shaking house of cards and thinking like, if I hit this, it'll fix it, right? This is not a solution. No, 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 no. Like, I know where you're coming from, but you're really, again, like there's a, there's a shaky house of cards in the table and you're like, I think if I hit it with this bat, it'll make it stronger. Like, no, no, they need to make it easier for you to play and turn in tokens remove the win requirement and give I would say more tokens at games 1 through 3 and then games 4, 5, 6 and 7 need to have way more tokens and I would even say do something for the flawless chest like exotic drop rate or something you're going to make things worse if you do this you're going to completely dilute the reason to even try to go flawless and more people will stop playing matchmaking isn't a solution either I don't think I don't think that's a solution I think you're there's too many I think this is one of the reasons that like Dylan was like we have to be very careful here if we overreact we can really really corrupt the future if they overreact they can mess this up long term matchmaking is an overreaction a lot of the suggestions people have been throwing out there are just overreactions because it's going to really really hurt them they've got to be so careful yes it's in bad shape but it's also delicate you can't just start swinging at it and be like we'll try this and try that and try this and then all of a sudden it's going to be totally diced up and not even what it needs to be long term do you think Destiny 2 needs anti-cheat on the level of Valorant, or is that too much? I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. They need more than what they have now. At least bare minimum, frontlined, installed anti-cheat that updates on a regular basis. That would actually catch a lot of these guys and minimize cheating. It wouldn't stop it entirely, but what they're doing now is is like, it's not a zero, but it's like a, a two out of ten installed anti-cheat that updates regularly would at least be like a 5 or a 6 I mean it would be something they're, I feel like they're doing less than the bare minimum right now they're just doing what's expected they're just doing research and ban enforcement like th- that's just you doing your job that's not even bare minimum like th- what they're doing right now I said the other day is just that's just showing up to work on time that's not even bare minimum that's just what's expected of you you get you get in here at nine o'clock. That's not even bare minimum. That is like what you are supposed to do. They're enforcing bans and doing research in the background and like looking into our reports. What? Yes, that's your job. It's your game, and that's your job. Bare minimum. Now that you're doing that, like that's showing up on time. Bare minimum is an installed anti-cheat. It's a free-to-play game for crying out loud. Like this isn't. I'm not asking for a monthly back rub for Bungie. Like, this is bare minimum. This is what you need in place with the free-to-play game. Fortnite learned it. Apex learned it. This is not new ground, you know? You think Bungie should invest in another company to help them make armor and weapons or even reskins? That's not really needed right now. I do think they should partner with another company if they can, but that's not really uh, the big need right now. I think they need more depth and activities, more more than bounties and then yeah they need those you know rewards sure since the content delivery from large content to the drip feed model hasn't landed as well as people would like to i don't think that's true what predictions do you have for the future delivery model of content they're not changing this is this is here to stay 
it's better for a sustained player base it's better for daily player base numbers it's better for current it's better for money the old model was not they're never going to go back to that they won't if you are holding your breath hoping they're going to go back to like war mind curse of osiris they will never go back to that number one it's not even in line with how we play the game the seasonal format is in line with how we engage with the game and if you don't like it i'm sorry they're not going back they are simply not there's no way they're gonna try and re- put that put that jack back in that box. That 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 ship has sailed. This is how they're gonna this is how they're gonna deliver content from here on out. Sorry if this has been already answered. Do you feel like the guns like rocket launchers and sniper rifles need a buff in PVE? Not really relevant, so I'm just gonna say yes. But that's all I'm gonna say. They do need buffed, especially rocket launchers. Do you think Bungie is saying? Uh, saving their cards in terms of revitalizing underutilized aspects of Destiny, such as planet vendors for the end of the life cycle. Well, I don't think the end of the life cycle, Luke Smith indicated they're going to try and do that next year, year four. So I think it's going to happen sooner than later. I don't think it's going to be at the end of the life cycle. Uh, do you think that they should make Guardian games seasonal instead of yearly? Um, maybe a faction rally a little bit lower key faction rally all season long thing could be good like this. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Tief Tifa's waifu. Do you think the Guardian game should be a way to unlock a new subclass? You guys are just asking for very specific things now, so I'm going to start skipping questions like that. If you have all three classes, do you win no matter what? Well, no. Whatever team wins is going to determine the color of the statue and the color of your uh, class items. There's no, like... You're not going to, like, lose or win. You're not going to have gold on each one. Whoever wins, your Warlock, Titan, and Hunter can all contribute and participate, but the overall community will determine the color of those items. J 4 What's your favorite exotic? Mine is Outbreak Perfected. Uh, Sleeper will always be my favorite. I think it's one of the coolest looking guns. I loved it in D1. Ubisoft fixed the issue of DDoS and hackers by suing websites and hackers who sell those hacks. And the hacking in R6 dropped by 89%. Should Bungie do the same? That sounds pretty good. I would love to see these companies taking a task. I would love to see the distributors of them and the makers of them uh, ruined financially. Yes, I think that there's perfectly good legal reason to do that. I, I, I would love to see them ruined financially because what they're doing is is damaging to a company's product and they should be uh, they should be brought to justice. But is it worth the time and effort? I don't know. Do these companies operate with even in within the jurisdiction of American law? Like it, it gets really, really complicated. Do you think Bungie should take as long as they need to create an expansion so we get better content? It's difficult. I obviously don't want them to rush stuff. I hope that the the, the breaking with Activision makes the next game land in a better timing and they take as long as as they want. But um, I don't I don't think that they'll uh, I don't think that they're gonna basically be like we're gonna start pushing back the seasons and stuff. If they push back the seasons, it's going to be because they, you know, because of what's going on with the pandemic, not because they're like we want to take our time. They, they're going to want to try to hit a good rhythm. But I'm thinking that the Destiny Three will be on its own timeline, hopefully, and not be rushed. Laws apply in countries outside of America, not like it's illegal. No, 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 no. no. But the laws are a little bit different sometimes, Valiant. Like if the if the website is owned, operated, and and running off of like. I don't know, a Russian server and Russian government might not really give a crap about some American company getting upset. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm not trying to like single out Russians here. I'm just saying that depending on the country, they might be like, we don't care. No, we're not going to try and help you in this. We're not going to try to reach in. You know what I mean? They may have legalities about it, but they might not care to even help because that's going to be one of the things that you would need. Like they would have to help enforce the law on those citizens or give their names up and stuff. It's not, it's, I don't think it's that simple. Like orders to cease and desist are hard to enforce if, if you don't, if you don't know even who you're dealing with and then where it's, where they're operated and owned, like it gets, it gets very, very complicated. Um, OG unique. Would the community be fine with implementing the same system as D1 trials? I, that's not really up for discussion that they need to work on the system they put in. What do you think destiny community? Uh, what do you think the best destiny community event has been? Um, I don't know. I don't know which one I like the most. I don't really have an answer for you. Sorry. Titan Skater, why do you think that they haven't just reverted the loot system that they had in D1? I feel like the incentive was there. Destiny had a good loot system before. I, I don't agree with this. I don't think we can go back. I, the, the, they need to work on what they have now. You guys that are trying to take us all the way back to D1, it just isn't going to happen. And the guns and the armor and our stats and everything were so much simpler in D1. We have a lot. We have a lot more um, We have a lot more freedom now. I probably already missed your input, but how do you think Bungie is leveling the playing field prior to the contest according to what German community manager tweeted? Well, more than likely, it's going to be a percentage thing, right? If a hundred, if a hundred hunters log in, I'm going to keep it simple. If a hundred hunters log in on a Monday, the percentage of those hunters that actually contribute will be taken into consideration, Right? So if 50 Titans log in and 100 Hunters log in, it's a level playing field if it's based on a percentage. If you need it's if you need 90 of the Hunters to get involved and do their part and out of the 50 Titans they need what? 38. I, you know what I'm saying? It's easy it it's a percentage of the amount that log in each day. Something like that, I think would be how they would do it. Do you think the class item will be exotic? No. Uh, do you think that there are, are more years of D2 because they realized that they weren't as far? I, I think D2 is at least going to 2022 because they've laid groundwork that we're going past 2020, at least past 2021. Do you think Bungie should invest in another company? We've already had that. You literally submitted that question twice um, and I just answered you a moment ago. Do you think Bungie should continue to make new lackluster content or remodel existing content? We, yeah, I've already answered this question. So people are submitting questions that have already been asked. So I'm going to stop there. If you missed my answer, I apologize, but I don't want to keep repeating myself. Um, I think the reinvestment theme for year four is going to get criticized and complained about. And generally speaking, I'm going to talk about the content. It's good. You know, it's uh, the good, the bad, and the room for improvement. And people are going to complain no matter what. They complain about the new stuff because it's weaker, because it's more it's more temporary. They'll complain about reinvestment and call it a reskin. So I generally don't care. I try to make content that talks about ways to improve, you know, what we get rather than acting like everything sucks because those people a lot of times don't even play the game. They just run to Reddit to complain because that's what they do with their time. 
Um, so if you literally complain about the game and that's all you do, I generally have lost a lot of care for people's uh, contribution to the discussion because it doesn't even feel like you care about the game anymore. You just want to complain. So the constant complaining is good because it's a constant source of feedback for content, but it also makes me mentally mute a lot of people's input because it's like you're just generally always unhappy. So I don't really care to engage with you. Um, you're worse than an apologist. You're just sort of a, 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 a skipping record of complaint. So, um, yeah. I think that the reinvestment will be a better pathway because it might free them up to make better rewards and better stuff. And then that that will likely lead to better content. But I think people will, I think will will likely utter the same complaints they've always uttered. They've always said, reskins suck. And when they don't get reskins, they're like, well, the new content's weak and it sucks. Okay. Like, if every if everything you contribute is a negative and is a complaint, I've just kind of learned to mute and not listen to those people. Because it's one thing to say, how could they make this better? I don't really think they handle this very well. It's another thing to basically say that, like, everything sucks. You know, yeah, the perfect word from these people is malcontents, yeah. And if you think that's rude, you're just you're just like the negative people in that you're in the category of like I don't care what you think. Like if you think I'm being rude, I, I'm I'm just saying that like in this discussion, I just genuinely have lost the care and the passion to engage with malcontents because you're never happy. And that's more your fault than anybody's. And I'm not gonna try to argue you into enjoying the game. I don't do Q&A to argue somebody into enjoying the game. I do Q&A to have discussions about how to improve what we get and what they could do in the future. And I believe we've had a good impact on the game. I believe that the leveling changes they made, investments uh, with bounties, and the, and the way that they've given us more freedom, and the way that they've done things with armor, I feel like we've had a really, really good impact on the game because we've consistently said here are things that we don't like here are ways to make it better instead of just saying leveling sucks we say leveling's unenjoyable here are ways that I'd like to see them make it better so we're going to end there. Uh, as always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can catch me at saynotorage.com. And as always, uh, please like, share, and subscribe.